Welcome to a new episode of the You're Not Wrong podcast, a podcast where a Gen Xer and a millennial talk about culture back then, culture right now, and mostly agree to disagree. My name's Elizabeth. I'm the millennial. I'm Nicole, and I'm a Gen Xer. And it's a Gen X file today, so I have no idea what we're talking about. What yeah. are we not wrong about today? Hey, I got a question for you. Oh, I hope I have an answer. Did you go see Barbie or Oppenheimer I did not. this weekend? No. You didn't see either one? Uh-uh. Me neither. We're lame. We talked all that stuff about Barbie, and we didn't even go see it. Yeah, I'm hearing the movie is not as good You're not as... hearing good reviews? I'm hearing mixed reviews. Like, yeah, it's good, but it's not what people wanted. Do you know what I'm saying? But what did they want? I mean, I knew it was going to be weird. It wasn't going to be like a nice Barbie story. I think they wanted more, like... I think they wanted more, like, fun. No, I knew it was going to be dark Yeah, I think the marketing misled certain... I I agree with you, Mm -hmm. but I think the marketing misled a lot of people. Well, it was kind of mysterious. You didn't really know what was going on. When's the last time you've actually seen a really good movie? A really good movie. In the theater or, like, a new release? That's hard to say because I will say this. I recently, which this is not a new release. This is me being slow mm-hmm. on the uptake. But I recently saw uh, Puss in Boots, <laughs> The Last Wish. And I don't know if you guys have oh seen that. Oh, my God. No, but the movie's actually, right no, it's actually really good. I've, I know Puss in Boots is have good. Have you seen it? I've seen the other ones. No, they but did you funny. see this one? No, but Puss in Boots traditionally has been funny. So okay. has Shrek and so no. has... um. Any of those okay, ones are funny. Okay, but this one, and I'm not, we don't have to get into it, okay. but this one specifically is Puss is on his ninth life. Okay. And so he's dealing with the fear of potentially dead, dying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's And so funny. death is like following him around and he also is like trying to find this last wish so that he can wish for his nine lives back. Wow. But in the midst of it too, there's like, uh, Goldilocks. Yeah. And the three bears. Yeah. She like wants to find her family. She realizes that. I mean, I'm not spoiling. Okay. Am yeah, I gonna kind of are? Do you do you care? Not really. Okay. So she realizes that like you know, she wanted a family, but she did have a family. It was the bears, okay. and like all these, you know, everyone's looking for this wish, and they realize that they had what they always needed. Yeah. I think it's. It very, was really good. I think it's really telling that the last good movie you saw was Puss in Boots. And you know, yeah, you know what? I I was so shocked by how because I wasn't watching this. This movie was on in the yeah. room that I was in. Okay. And at first I was like, okay, and then slowly but surely I was like, oh my god, it's I must good. I must watch this movie. And to the end, I was like, fully like everything's down. I'm watching this movie. That's and funny. It took so I looked it up. And it took 10 years from the time that the first Puss in Boots came out to now. The It came out in 2022. Yeah, after Shrek. Yeah, well, the first Puss in Boots came out in like 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It took 10 years for this. That's how long they were working on okay. getting this just right. That sounds was, like you're a big Puss, Puss in Boots fan, I'm boy. I'm shocked. I'm just as shocked as everyone else. Wait till you see some of the other ones. I know, um, I need to watch the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I heard that new that one's really one's good, really too. Dope. Yeah, the first one's excellent, too. But it's funny, that's the last mo- good movie you saw. What I'm saying is, like, there used to be a time where we were like, oh, my God, did you see this movie? And I'm going to see this movie this weekend. It's not as much excitement. The movies maybe haven't been as great. So I want to talk about what's going on in Hollywood right now, which might make it take even longer for us to get any good movies. Or maybe what's going on in Hollywood is a result of us not having good movies. So oh, that's okay. what my Gen X file is about. So you're not wrong. You're not wrong if you're concerned about what's going on in Hollywood right now. Okay. Let's go. Let's do it. 
So, um, have you heard that the Writers Guild and Screen Actors Guild are on strike? I have heard, yes. You heard about this? Yes, I have heard. Ask, huh? That's not the question that you should ask. What's the question? Do I care? <laughs> Do you care? You don't care? I mean... That's the whole top point of this. <laughs> I think, I think obviously, I do care somewhat. Yeah. But also, no, I do not care at all. Well, let me... Let's talk about... I mean, I kind of understand where yeah. you're coming from. Yeah. But, like, it's funny because you're a movie person. You're a cinema person. You're a TV person. I'm like, a media person. You're a like media big, person. Big you time. talk... We talked in depth about shows. Yeah. So it's not like you don't watch... You're not one of them. I don't watch TV. You know what I mean? You're yeah. not one of those people. But anyway, the Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Guild have been on strike now for almost 100 days. That that equates to about 12,000 writers and about 65,000 actors that wow. are currently not working in Hollywood right now. So everything's shut down. Um, that's not counting... The thousands of like stagehands, production people, you know, wardrobe, everybody. Do that they has, have a union? They're they're they ha, they're a part of it. They're a okay. part of the writers like, and screen actors guild. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So, and then also, even if they're not a part of it, that industry dictates them. Like for example, the drivers and the sprinters and stuff like that right. for people who are working on sets. I mean, even like you know, caterers. Like if there's no people on set then there's no reason for them to be catering. So it is a trickle oh, that's down That's kind of shitty. You're like asking for more money and all these people can't work. Yeah. Sounds like you might kind of be on the side of the non-strikers. The non- oh, for people what you who said. don't want to. Am the I scabbed? Hollywood. Is that it's what it's not, called? No, it's not like you're, a part, you want to, you're on the side of studios. Oh. But we'll see. We'll figure we'll out see. what side you're on after we'll setting I up. think I'm on the side of all of this is really bad. Okay. Well, and I just I want better be content. Concerned. Okay. <laughs> that we'll talk about that. So, the do you know why they're striking? Um, well, what does anyone strike? They want more money, right? They want more money. That's one of the reasons. So, of course, pay is That's huge. to do with streaming. Streaming, pay, AI. So let's talk about it. Okay. Pay is really big. So, they want more money. Um, we know that, like, there's some actors out there who make a whole bunch of money, right? Tens of millions of dollars. Like, I think whenever we think about actors, we always maybe associate them with being rich, but that's the minority. Like, right. for the far majority of actors um, earn far less. In fact, um, according to SAG, Screen Actors Guild, roughly 87% of actors earn less than $26,000 a year from acting, Wow, so they're like day players or something. They're day players. They get paid by the hour. Um, if you make less than $26,000 in the union, um, you don't, or a part of the guild, you don't get pension and health benefits. That makes sense. So it's probably sort of some of the, you know, the reason why they're making less. But yeah, the majority of people do not make as much money as we think they do. Um so it makes them ineligible for health coverage. Nationally, actors' meeting pay last year was about $18 an hour, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Wow. I know. That's meaning that half of all the actors earn less than... A lot of things. We earn, mostly. Um, I'm sorry. In California, for example, average hourly pay is $27 an hour, while in New York, it's like $64 an hour. So currently, writers are often, I mean, the the the, the, the pay is all over the place, but the point is that they're not rich, okay? Yeah. And they often rely on hourly work. And so a part of the writer's strike is that 
traditionally you've got pre-production, um, production and post-production writing that needs to be done on projects. And so the, um, the studios were saying, Hey, we, we're going, they've been trying to eliminate some of that with basically saying, we really only need your work in post in pre-production because that's when you're setting the scene, establishing who the characters are. And then after that, we've got it. We can pay freelancers. We can bring in other folks that aren't a part of the, the union to finish off the story. Okay. Okay. Back, just let me backtrack a little bit. The whole reason we're here is because every three years they look at their contracts and renegotiate. Got it. So that's the reason why they're so doing now it it's now. Time. Yeah. Right. And so as a result, I mean, they were like, this time around, we really need to look at some things because we're not getting paid enough. We also have got streaming, which I didn't know that um, streaming services don't pay actors each time an episode airs. Yeah, like, you know, shows that are on network television or on cable, actors would be paid residuals. This was something that was decided very long ago during the 1960 strike, which we'll talk about at some point. But yeah, streaming services don't necessarily pay actors per episode. Also, because streaming is now so huge, a lot of actors and actresses do work on streaming shows, but we know that streaming shows have a limited amount of episodes. Yeah. So a show on cable or, you know, network TV may have had, you know, 20, 20 30 episodes, whereas on streaming they may have only had like eight episodes. So what I mean they don't get paid from it is if your show was only on streaming, of course you get paid, but it's only eight episodes. If your show was on regular TV and came to streaming, those actors are not getting paid much residuals from streaming. Like what you would usually consider like a rerun, it would have been, but now you're just on streaming. You're just now on on Netflix. Yeah, like Insecure is now on Netflix. So let me ask you this, because this is something that I was kind of interested in because okay. you and I are both somewhat in the creative field at times. Mm-hmm. I think we've both done freelance work mm-hmm. at different times in our lives. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you write something and you, you write for the price that you're paid, you don't get residual, like for example, and I'm not, I'm not making any argument. Yeah. I'm just actually curious. About okay. This. So like, okay, let's say that you get hired to write a brochure. Okay. You don't get paid again every time they reprint that brochure. No, you don't. They own that brochure in perpetuity. Yes. The work that you did that they paid you for once. Yeah. So someone asked me this, like, well, if they did the work once, why do they get paid every time? And I actually struggled to, like, put together an answer Mm. because then... They were like, well, yeah, it's what you do, right? You don't get paid every time. Well, we're talking about writers versus actors. Writers don't get paid anymore. Once they write a piece, it's That's done. done. But actors, if you're like I mean, that makes sense because yeah, it's your face. Yeah, not yeah. writers. We're okay. talking about actors. actors. If you're in a okay. show and it was ran on HBO and then it ends up on Netflix... The actors that were in that HBO show don't necessarily but get paid from Netflix. Get residuals, don't they? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Yeah, which is why the writer strike... Their part of it was, hey, we need to be paid for pre-production, production, and post-production because that's how we make our money. Once the script is gone and the and the show isn't is running, if there's no more post-production or it, it's it's done, they don't get paid anymore. So, but what the studios are saying is, we actually don't need you for all three of those levels of writing. And so that's cutting into their income. The actors are saying, you're taking our shows and you're putting them on streaming, and then we never get paid. Yeah. Which I is, can kind of see, I weirdly enough, I see more reason with that 
Yeah. You know I what I'm saying? Because I'm like, that is your face. Yeah, like, it is your likeness. Yeah. The other thing that has everybody's panties in a bunch is AI. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know because... So the big issue is that actors want strong protections against their likeness being used to train artificial intelligence, which I I, I kind of do agree with, and then reassurance that they won't be replaced by AI, um, something that um, they're all sort of like seeing the writing on the wall yeah. for. Um, this affects background actors a whole lot. And this was the one that was very interesting to me. So basically, the actors were saying that the studios were proposing a thing where their image is scanned because they've been in a movie mm-hmm. and that they can be as a background actor and that they can be, their image can be used in other movies as a background actor without them being paid. No. Yeah. That's not gonna work for me, but I mean, <laughs> you don't like that one. No. As a background actor. That's well. It's it's a stupid deal for them because if they get paid hourly by showing up, yeah. Why? No, it makes more sense for someone like Tom Cruise. Why did I know you were gonna say his name? Because he's been coming up about this AI stuff. Okay. Chris Pratt. Yeah. You know where if you think about it, they can scan him once and put him in a thousand Mission Impossible movies. I think that one's very valid. And if he and he probably would make a deal and get a check. Yeah. And now he doesn't have to jump out of a plane every time. Well, he probably doesn't have to, do, won't be doing that anyway. But yes, if you're a big name, like a Tom Cruise or a Chris Pratt, I don't necessarily want you using my likeness to create a other character that doesn't really have a name. Right. But that you can use interact in a with. movie yeah. or interact with somebody else in a completely different movie. The background actor thing, though, I'm sort of like, I mean, you've seen these movies like Independence Day. I don't know why I'm thinking about that. Or like, there's all these movies where like, there's a lot of people in the background or like huge crowds. And so I'm sort of like, I mean, they take your likeness from another background and they put you in another background. Is that so bad? It's kind of like stock photography. It's stock art is what it is. It's yeah. B-roll. Yeah, because you have stock video and stock photography yeah these people get paid once yeah for like a photo shoot and you can use their and then photo, that photo everywhere can be bought all the time it can be and yeah. people do and they that. don't get paid again no they don't they only get paid once so that's that's essentially what they're turning the background actors into is stock art um so the writers and actors claim that hollywood studios um have become enormously profitable and that there's no reason why they can't pay them more and also make these other concessions. Do you think that Hollywood studios like have plenty of money? No, actually I don't. You don't? No. Wow, I think you're they're really on the side of the big man today. Wow. No. I mean, I I I heard Fran Drescher's like Okay. I mean, her speech. The victim thing. Yeah, it was interesting. But I will say this, I mean, I do think that her point about, you know, they give themselves like hundreds of thousands of dollar bonuses and meanwhile these guys can't eat like that is certainly something that maybe you can use as leverage to get more money i'm totally always for i'm always for people getting their bag like negotiate if they need your likeness then get as get as much money from them as you can yeah but i don't actually i'm just saying like realistically you don't think the studios have as much money as the actors are saying they do because i don't think that anything's really performing as well as they're making that. it out to be. 
I know. And this, I think, could be dangerous for, you know, when we're talking about transparency, something like a Barbenheimer, right? Like, we know how much those movies made. We know how much they cost to make. We know, and but, and... What we don't always know is like marketing and all that kind of, right. all the other stuff that goes into it. But we right. know how much they made. Yeah. But when we're talking about streaming, how much are they streamed? How much is Stranger Things actually streamed? We it's, don't know. I, we don't know, but we do know that the streaming services sell ads based on streaming. Maybe not, you know, there's different levels. For sure, Hulu does. Netflix doesn't really have an ad They've got yeah. some kind of ad situation going on. I'm Netflix sure. has talked about adding ads, right? So, I mean, we know that whatever they're making from subscriptions is not just that; they're also making a lot of money from advertising, right? But it's funny you say that because the Hollywood studios—they've stressed that like the industry upheaval has not been easy on them. Like, no, but can I also say what? I think they're probably really bad at budgeting. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't really know. Like, I I don't have a whole, whole lot of... I have some experience in, like, video production, but I don't really have experience in, like, a full budgeting for a movie. And I'm not just talking about, like, a blockbuster. I'm talking about just, like, if you're a a filmmaker... Yeah. Like, how how much does it cost to get, like, a decent, like, indie movie made? I've just worked... In businesses mm-hmm. that exist yeah. in this world. Yeah, and they all are not good at budgeting. Again, and everyone is bloated. And they you take are. an industry like film where we've gotten used to every single movie having like a $100 million budget. Yeah. I'm sorry. They don't need that much, do they? You really need that much money? They don't. No, that's what that's if exactly. the movie's good. That's exactly what I'm saying. And then you have like a A29 film. Yeah. That they... Their budget is like a pack of chips and whatever they can pay Jordan Peele. Right. And then like and, it blo- and it's a blockbuster. Exactly. Hit. And like you don't need streamed. that much money. If the if the material is there. That's well, what I would argue. But they claim they're not bringing in the money like they used to. They are, you know, moviegoers have been slow to return to the cinema since COVID. The um, you know, stock market sh- shares have pl- plummeted. And they're just not bringing in as much money as they they once did. So a lot of it comes from um, movies kind of sucking lately. Yeah, they do. And not really bringing in as much money as they should. And then also, of course, we took a hit during COVID. The movie theaters kind of closed down. There was no production going on. The movie industry has sort of rebounded a bit. I'm going to read you a couple figures about how much we're talking about, like how much movies are bringing in. So in two, in 2022, box office receipts were about $7 billion. So that was better than the receipts from 2020, which were only like $2.1 billion. Okay. And then 2021 was like almost $5 billion. So obviously we've gotten better. But however, that's not so good news because um, 2022 lagged behind 2019, which was like the last time box, office, box offices were actually regular. Um in 2019, pre-pandemic, they brought in 11 billion. Okay. Um. And so, no, I'm sorry, that's not true. Let me see here. Yeah, no, you're right. Now I'm right. 2019, they brought in like 11 billion, and then in 2022, it was only seven. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so we haven't really. It's a slow climb. It's a slow climb. It's a slow climb. Um, the lowest in the past, like you know, couple decades was 1999 when there was. 7 billion brought in from box office. So we're only now at the 1999 level of block 
of box office revenue. So the movie industry really is lagging. They're not lying. It is it is lagging. I mean, there's tons of free content. There's a lot of free content. That I don't need to pay for or go to the movies for. Right. And honestly, it might be better. Than the movie that you to go me, pay a lot of money to see. me personally, yeah. Than to what I'm getting if I go pay like $30 to go see a movie. The other problem is that cable has pretty much gone the way of the dodo. People are right. not used, watching cable. The cable shows aren't that great. Um, it's mostly, you know, streaming. Streaming is king. King. And so media companies had sort of stayed afloat for a long time based on cable. And when that stopped being great, you had all these companies sort of like turning into Frankensteins of media almost or really just becoming like big conglomerates. Right. So there's only like a few Hollywood studios, really. Like there's Disney. They own Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilms, which we know is Star Wars. You've got Paramount, which owns a buttload of cable networks like MTV, Comedy Central, VH1, and BET. Um, And that's great to have those channels, but there's also a liability because they're not doing that great. So Disney, yeah, they own a bunch of stuff and they also bought like a part of Fox, but like Fox is not doing as good as it used to. Streaming, you know, the movies are not doing as good as they used to. Because it seems to me not to like interrupt mid-flow yeah but it feels like for the and i could be wrong but it feels like for the last 10 20 years everyone's been more focused on buying ip Mm. that did well yes 30 years ago than they have been on making any new intellectual property right we have no like why did we need an indiana jones movie was anyone asking for that i I heard that but then like frankly i'm sorry like i have no I have no interest. Well, you don't, because you're not the demographic. No, I liked the first three movies. I actually think Raiders is a really good movie. Did you see it? But are you an Indiana Jones fan? Okay, well, you just... My point is, my point is... All Gen Xers love Indiana Jones. Let me ask you this. What? As a Gen Xer who loves Indiana Jones, Mm -hmm. were you like, fuck, you know what I need? If only they would just give no, me an Indiana Harrison Ford old tale, but it was which they used AI. Oh my god, yeah, they punched that man in his face so much his jaw would have been like thirty pieces <laughs> on the ground. Like it was completely AI. But when you add AI into the mix, these big companies are like, you know what? We're not making as much money as we used to, and we got AI. No actors and writers. We're not about to give you all of this pay, and we do need to utilize AI in a way that will save us some money. And so that's how we get to almost a hundred day strike with no negotiations. Wow. So they haven't even come to the table. They haven't even come to the table. I didn't know that. So the last time this this happened was in 1960. This is the last time actors and writers strike together. What is that, like 63 years ago? Yeah, it's wow. a long time ago. And it's funny because when I was reading about it, it seemed like it was the same issues, but in a different way. Was it like there was now... Was So now it's about, like, streaming residuals. Yeah. Back then, was it about residuals? It was about residuals. <laughs> it was, like, basically, you know, it the, the, the industry was changing in that movies that had been just in the theater were now coming to TV because mm. TV has started to evolve. And so a lot of the actors were, it was, this is, like, so weird. And this is kind of where the AI comes in, in that they were saying, first of all, you need to pay us if these movies go to TV. Okay. Secondly, they they wanted to build in pension, like sort of a retirement plan, because their argument was, why would anybody watch a movie with like a, you know, 50 year old Elizabeth Taylor 
when they could just watch the old movie with the 25-year-old Elizabeth Taylor. And so it was like, I, I the, the actors were still making movies, right? But nobody would want to see them older. They would just go back and watch the... The, the, the one they liked. The one that they liked. The yeah. one with the person was looking better. So they're like, you have to give us a little cushion here because we're not the bell of the ball anymore. We're still making content, but of course somebody's going to want to go back and look at when I was hot. Right. Compared to now that I'm just like a mature, still nice looking, older so actress. So attractive, yeah. Exactly. And so they were saying like, we need some cushion here. We need some sort of safety net, which is basically what people are saying about AI. Um, so yeah, 1960 strike, more than 4,000 industry professionals were laid off as a result of that. Um, because then they started to have to figure out how they were going to afford to pay actors residuals. Um, Ronald Reagan was actually the president of the guild at that time. The Screen Actors Guild? Yes. Wow. Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. Ronald Reagan was the president of the Screen Actors Guild at that time. Even and then he went on, of course, to become the real president. That's right. He was a president. So wasn't he had he? some. He had some practice. He had some practice. So yeah. Anyway, basically that that strike went on for quite a while, but they eventually came to the table and had some negotiations. Um, I thought it was interesting that um, during that strike, have you ever heard of the movie The Lost World? Mm-mm. So it's like this really old movie, um, kind of like about the dinosaur time period. And even though the actors couldn't be in the movie or like be filming, they still did scenes with like these creatures, like puppet like creatures um, that had been created um, by the non-striking Teamsters members. So whoever created these puppets or creatures was not a part of the Screen Actors Guild. They were a part of the Teamsters. And so they could still act. So they just filmed like scenes with the crazy characters moving around. It was very odd. All right. <laughs> no. So anyway, you got to thank the folks from the 1960s for setting up residuals and a pension and actually health insurance. All of that was done during that strike. So, you know, it's kind of, I mean, it is, I think it's important to recognize when it's time to like sacrifice to make something better. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of what's going on right now. Now, whether or not the issue I have with it is that, are you guys doing a good enough job well, to really be striking? Yeah, and like I said, like it's it's complicated for me because I'm always for people getting their back. You said that. Like I'm always for like get as much from the situation as you can. Mm-hmm. When you negotiate, negotiate hard. Like mm-hmm. all that. I'm 100% for that. And I do not, you know, I do not uh, begrudge anyone trying to do that. Mm-hmm. However, that said... I think what's interesting is in the 1960s, they're fighting over, you know, TV. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Basically, this new media that's come up and changed their their landscape. Yeah. But now while they're fighting and yes, no, sh- no new shows are being written. No new movies are being written. Nobody's acting and stuff that was happening. That's yeah. not now paused. Yeah. Well, Back in the 60s, like people, where would they turn, right? And they just have a bunch of old stuff (laughs) and then they'd get bored of it eventually, right? Yeah. But in this climate or in this landscape, I should say, like there is new media coming out. There's YouTube, there's There's podcasts, TikTok, there's TikTok, Instagram, Instagram. 
there's all kinds of stuff that's being created right now without them. So yeah. I'm not saying that they shouldn't strike. What I'm objectively just looking at when I look at the landscape is like, do you have the power to get the most for this? I don't really think so. And I think we're making the same argument. I yeah. think we're, you know, the the landscape has changed so much that your leverage is not as great as it used to be. Right. Not only are we bringing out is there a plethora of new types of content to consume? You've got a whole generation. I'm talking about like Gen Zers, not even us, who are not wed to even TV. Right. You know what I mean? Like they are trained to consume entertainment in, in a completely different way than going and sitting in a dark room for two hours and watching a movie. A hundred, Yeah. I mean, it's really like, and I guess my other point too is like, you know, while you are on strike, and people create new habits. Yeah. It's almost like COVID, right? Like what is going to be like, you already saw people didn't come back to theaters that right. quickly after COVID. Right. And now you're creating essentially another scarcity issue where people where are going to be able adapt. to find and they'll, they'll find something else. Yeah. So again, I'm not saying I respect the strike in the sense of like, I respect workers. Yeah. And you should own your likeness. I mean, you don't want right. to just have like an AI. Oh yeah. No, the AI like stuff, you. even for writers, like yes. the AI situation, I absolutely think it's smart to get ahead of it yeah. and to start making those rules now when they can see kind of like the writing on the wall. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm kind of like for not just, and this goes for writers and actors and the studios. Okay. Like, uh, <laughs> maybe you, you, you should figure this out cause, yeah because yeah, i don't think people care as much as they used to or as much as you think they do what makes it hard also is i was looking at the movies that are sort of like halted right now and i was like there's something that i can't a wait lot for you to tell i hope you have common. this list and i can't wait so for I'm you to read tell me. some of them to you deadpool 3 okay sequel Gla i'm assuming Gladiator that's where two sequel lilo and stitch they just it, it it doesn't say two or three. It just says Lilo and Stitch. So maybe it's like the movie the I just watched. Maybe the live action version of it. I just rewatched this movie and almost cried. It was so good. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part Two. That's like a a five quill at this point. Well, I actually think that one is coming out. So I don't know what's halted with that. Maybe it's like post production. Yeah, I don't know. And also they can't do promotion. Right, right? no promotion. Yeah. Mortal Kombat Two. Two. Silo. Silo season two. I two. think that's a streaming thing. The Sandman season two. Thank God. More sequels. Venom three. Sequel. And Wicked. Okay, that is... But I... Okay. Again, <laughs> what do all these things have in common? Well, at least Wicked is not a sequel. But it's already been created. It is an adaptation uh, of a very popular I property. I literally just looked and I was like, which movies are being affected? Like, which new release movies are being affected by the strike? And these were the movies. Well... And this is a studio problem because they don't want to take any chances on any new this stuff. This is what I'm, I'm like. I'm like, y'all. So in addition to what we just talked about, people's behaviors changing around consuming entertainment. Um, uh, now we've got nothing that we really is a, that's original that we were looking forward to. Right. The, the movie I'm looking forward to is I Am Legend 2. Also a, a sequel. sequel. Yeah, Barbie and Oppenheimer, which is kind of like been I the crux like of this was, weekend. Those were new, were, new pieces. Yeah, and even Oppenheimer, although it's a like an adaptation, but, you brought of, but it it's, to life. it's new in that no one's really told that story before. Exactly. There's a lot of people who may not be familiar with Oppenheimer and who right, he is, right, and like and right. understand. I like it. There's so, 
it's different. I like it. Don't give me Deadpool 8. Deadpool 3. <laughs> a couple of the TV shows, and we can go back to this, but just hacks. I really love hacks. House of Dragons is halted. Interview with the Vampire Season 2 is halted. Um, of course, Stranger Things. Okay, so wait. Go back. Hacks? Hacks. That's new. That's it's original. New. It is original. What was it's the next a good one? concept. Um, House of Dragons, which is a Original, but spinoff. Well, it's a prequel. Uh, interview with the Vampire Season 2, which is a show. An adaptation that was made of, of a, a movie, movie that was made of a, a book. book. <laughs> um, Paramount Yellowstone's prequel, 1923. <laughs> what are the we Penguins doing? Max, the Batman spinoff. That's like a, yeah, that's like the eighth time they've used the Penguins. I know. Um, American Dad and Family Guy. These are just like shows that everybody that loves on all watching. The time, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, all the late night talk shows are on hold. Which, like, the Emmys are on hold. Yeah, there's a few podcasts I listen to that have writers or writer adjacent uh-huh. of all the late night shows, and they were talking about this. And, like, listen, I was listening to their show. So, obviously, as people, I find You're them interesting in yeah. some way and in in what they bring and their opinions. So, I'm not trying to say that, like, they have no value because they don't think that. Yeah. But... The stuff they work for. I mean, I don't even remember the last time I watched a late night show. No, it just comes on after the news. I watch the news, so sometimes maybe like Jimmy Fallon will start, and I'll be like, I don't want to see this, and then I'll go like watch a Golden Girls rerun. But some some people are creatures of habit in that, and and do enjoy. But they're also like, this is the problem. Not it's not growing; it's getting smaller. That audience shows. I don't like. It's hard for them because they used to be the ones that would break the new talent. That right. would like showcase, like, oh, I heard that song on the radio. That's who the singer is. Like, we don't have to wait for that anymore. All of that's online. Well, and you know what's interesting about that too is that like someone in one of the podcasts brought this up from like one, of, like I said, one of these people, and they were saying like the studios used to kind of like protect the actors. Yeah. In the sense of like you're not, you not know Elizabeth Taylor them. going yep. out. I yep. mean, half of these half of these like big name like uh handsome actors were gay. And yeah, we didn't even course. know. Like, they completely controlled their identity. Exactly. They controlled everything. They'd give them a wife and yeah. like throw you know, yeah. no you didn't you see them going see to parties, them, um, nope. you didn't see them doing it. And then the time that they came out to ha, but the times that they would do like Anything that you to see them in that yeah. wasn't a movie yeah. would be a late night show. Right. And you know, that like was Johnny all you Carson or whatever. So that is why those did well. Yeah. So by by hacking up your actors, first of all, I would argue there's no there's no real big like Hollywood actor anymore or actress. I mean, I think the legacy ones like Nicole Kidman comes to mind. Although some of her best work lately has been on HBO or Max, which I hate that name. Yeah, let's not do that. I'm 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 boycotting that name. I'm striking on that name. Sounds like the name of a dog. But um, (laughs) she's someone I'm trying to think who else do I look at as like a real star? I mean, even even my favorites, even my favorites, like don't seem as big anymore. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like even okay, like. And I'm drawing a blank. I mean, clearly I have favorite actresses and actors. I mean, like like Denzel, for example, seems a lot more accessible. Right. Even though you really don't hear from him unless he's in interviews, but he does things online. He he's on he'll have a weird like viral I'm sure he's been on the red table. Like <laughs> Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't. But I mean when Will Smith but you starts can see selling it. his business. 
we know like his marital business we know that stars are not the stars they used to be right someone who i think still maintains the mystique is somebody like beyonce yes she's not an actress though she's a she's a she's a musician but she's She's purposely done she's that. She's created, the, and now what that is is star power. She's got star power, but she started early on, even when she wasn't as big as she's now. She said, I'm making the choice to be this way, which is you're not going to get a lot from me Some, unless I let you have it. Someone else who comes to mind who's like, you know, controversial, but I think we can agree this is true of her mm-hmm. is Taylor Swift. Yeah, I don't know does, a lot. She she controls she doesn't go out. She's mm-hmm. not doing. I mean, if she has something to promote, she goes out and does that. But and the then other she than goes that, back. She's in. It's she's in like her she's little doing suitcase, TikToks being like, and Instagrams or likes asking people ask me questions and, um, on Twitter or something. Oh man, and a guy. Oh, you know, and well, who? I like to think that or not think, but my my working theory that one day I might write a dissertation mm-hmm. on is that Drake and Taylor Swift are the same person. <sighs> It's just yes, that like the same get on my nerves type of person. Drake is the black male version of Taylor Swift's white woman. He is, but he's accessible. I was he's completely. So I was, we didn't even know he so had a kid. <laughs> That's of course we didn't. But everything else you need to know about him is there. But he's yeah, gonna tell you this, everything. This he thinks creates and feels. a sense of like you know the scarcity and the unpredictability of when you're going to find out information about these people is what brings on the addiction what brings to want on more the obsession to want more about them do you think that that's affected people's movie going habits 100% 100% because mm. it, i th- i mean i think you know okay let's go back to 40 years ago mm-hmm. when you didn't have as many ways to advertise something mm-hmm. you would just see billboards yeah there was still advertising so i'm sure you can make that argument but i think a lot of the movies relied on who was in the movie so you didn't know maybe you didn't see the trailer or you didn't see the late night or whatever but you saw that it was tom cruise mm-hmm. okay well then you're gonna go see Jerry Maguire or whatever. Yeah. It's like Cuba Gooding Jr. And yeah. he's in some weird movie about dogs. Like, yeah. I'm going to go see that because he's a funny actor. Or Eddie Murphy comes to mind. Definitely. I, you don't I know. Eddie Murphy might have might still have had some mystique. I mean, he's older and not as sought after anymore. But, yeah, like, he's but a real star. You would see, like, it might be 90-something. Yes. And you don't know anything. Of, like, you used to see, like, I once saw, weird. this is going to be so weird. What? I saw, like, a trailer to coming to America. Yeah. And you know nothing about that movie. You know, the trailer. You know, you're like, you, good. you see Eddie Murphy and who's Arsenio Hall. Hall. Yeah. And then you see like uh, the guy who plays Lisa's dad. Yes. And then Amos. and the uh, McDo- the fake McDonald's that he McDowell's. has. Yeah. And that you're is. Like, That's and, it. and then the dad and the mom were also stars that I can't remember the yeah, names right now. Uh, James Earl Jones. Yes. Yeah. And you just the whole the whole like <laughs> promo for this movie is like Eddie Murphy. Or send you a hawk because they're doing like, you know, the Prince stuff. And then like, oh, and it's just like. It's the star power. It's the guy, the name, the oh. It's the star power. And then that's it. And that was enough to sell you on that. Now, if I have to, if I, because I have actually, I'm actually a big advocate for the movie Coming to America. This is like a, because I know. Who isn't? If you are not, then it's a good movie. It's a funny Like the first one, especially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Only for me, only the first one. I ride for the first one. And if I, now if I tell someone, oh, you've got to see this movie, it's got Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall, they're like, 
they don't and so care what? enough. And then I have to be like, no, he like comes to America. They're like, yeah, you said that. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> He's like a prince. He falls in love. There's like a McDonald's situation. You don't have the same. People don't care. So if there's an, like, Chris, somebody's like, oh, Chris Pratt, you got to see him in this new movie. He's like a spy. Well, you know, actually. I actually would go. I like Chris Pratt enough that I'd be like, okay, I want to see it. Well, that actually, it's funny you bring him up specifically because him and Jennifer Lawrence were in a movie. Jennifer Lawrence is not enough for me, but I hear you. But for you. a lot of people, she out. is. Okay. And they were in, I can't even tell you the name of this movie. I And it happens on a spaceship and it was supposed to be this like, kind of romance where they're like on a I ship. I don't remember this at all. I actually watched it. Don't ask me how I watched it because this? it might not have been Is I might have out? been on a ship with like an eye patch on when I watched it. Okay. But. Um, Is it out yet? It's already out. It's been out for like 10 years. How did I miss it? That's exactly my point. At one point Jennifer Lawrence was like the yeah, hottest star movies. and she had this movie with arguably another of the Love hottest stars. And I can't even tell you the name of this movie or really what happens other than they're on a spaceship and it was horrible. Well, look, people try to do something new and we didn't support it. That's why they go it was back also, to doing Deadpool 3. It was also really bad. And you know what else happened was they sped it along oh, to get it out God. sooner. Mm. And that never works, which is what's happening with Pixar, in my opinion. Is there like, you know, you take a movie like, let's just say, I mean, we haven't talked about it yet, but like there's this movie called Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Oh my God. And that took 10 years to come out. Yeah. And meanwhile, they're pushing out Frozen's in like the gestation period of like a small (laughs) elephant. And like, that doesn't make any, like you're not. And then you wonder why these movies suck. I know. It's really a problem. I mean, I thought about it and I'm like, we literally, there's no original movie that I'm thinking like, you know the last a really original movie that I really was like, damn, it was Get Out. Get Out get was out good. Was Get Out Us was nah, I not good. Us. I said Get yeah. Out. Get well, Out was like, okay, this is original. Yes, and Nope was good. I bring these I up because really they like also I liked it. I thought it was yeah. funny, but they all also are trying to do that thing where they sell you on. Not even necessarily the movie. It's about about Jordan Peele. It's about Jordan Peele. And it's about like a new genre. I think we need more of that. I said like, why do we keep doing these same stories? Like, this is what we need more of. Well, you know what I think? And like, okay, again, completely uneducated, but like somewhat interested in, well, not somewhat, very interested in media, but somewhat uneducated point of view. The thing is too, like what you used to see, okay, like a movie like, how to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I used to love that movie. Everyone Kate loves Hudson, that movie. Another one that I used to be very interested in. And Matthew in McConaughey. Yep. Now I'm like, whatever. They did like three movies together yeah. just because them as a cup, as a chemistry, yeah. it worked. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like that movie was a very like mid to low budget movie. I'm sure it didn't cost a lot to make. That made a lot of money. Yeah. So maybe not as much as like your big blockbuster, mm-hmm. but it had a lower budget. So you can make more money. And it was also less of a risk. So like if you lose a little bit of money on how to lose a guy in 10 days, eh, but if you make a lot of money, that's a gold mine, right? But they don't like that. They don't do that anymore. They want blockbusters. It's been like that from the beginning of time. And you know who you, well, no, but that's, that's exactly my point. It's like, you don't get a sleepless in Seattle if you're, if you're working on this model. No, you don't. Because right now, what instead what they would rather do is it's an spend Avengers ten a hundred million dollars on some IP 
like, I don't know, Mortal Kombat or some mm-hmm. shit, and then give you eight of those. Right. Then give you like four mid-budget rom-coms taking a chance that it or might not do Get well. Get Out's type whatever. It doesn't even, but I think the, th- the reason I move away from Get Out is because I feel like Get Out, very good movie, mm-hmm. also kind of elevated. It is a little it's more sophisticated. Not, yeah, this is, I'm talking about down and dirty. Uh, just basic rom-coms. You've got mail. Yeah, like shit like that. That like People don't like, people, people, they don't well, you know make who's, enough money. You know who's making those now? Lebanese. Turkish. There's a lot going on with like Netflix. Oh, Hulu. yeah, they're turning them out, but some of them suck so bad. Yeah, but then when they hit, they hit. That's like, true. A few that come to mind. Uh, Netflix had um, "To All the Boys I Loved Before," which is an adaptation of a young one. of a young adult book. Um, they have like a whole series from Wattpad. That's a whole other situation. Something new on Netflix with Samal Lathan was good. There's been a couple little hits here and yeah, there. Yeah, Hulu has some. Um, the Bear, I think, is... I mean, that's I Hulu and FX. It's a show, a series. Yeah, yeah of um, course the series have been hitting. One, we about movies. One that comes to mind from Hulu that was... I And I'm only bringing up this one because I know for a fact it was Hulu, whereas there's other ones that I think maybe on Hulu but weren't mm-hmm. actually Hulu produced, um, was the one with Kristen Stewart. For the, the Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. Where she brings, or where she goes home with her girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. And like that, I remember that movie being like a big deal when it came out. Yep. Probably for obvious reasons also. But my point is, you know that movie didn't cost no money. Nope. <laughs> but, you know. They shot that in somebody's backyard in Pennsylvania. Streaming like, <laughs> isn't doing that bad. It's the box office. And the box office is the ones that are putting out Deadpool 3, you know, Made in America 10, uh, I mean, Avengers you say 7. That. I but mean, Disney's losing subscribers, and so is Netflix and who like people. They streaming is also not. I don't think anyone's safe in this climate. Is I what don't I'm think saying. any of the in, None any of, this, of the situations right. are going well, and no. that's why I think I am gonna always be on the side of the little guy. You know, I do want actors to have control of their likeness. I do want them to be able to be paid enough to make an honest living, or you know, to make a livable wage. But like, let's not pretend that. A lot of the stuff that's been coming out of uh, you guys has not been that original. And then let's not pretend like the movie studios are doing like gangbusters. Well, and I think a lot of it goes down to as well. Like, you know, these are publicly traded companies. They got to make the bottom line. They got to show some some money to the investors. They have to show investors something. So what ends up happening is, I mean, at least again, somewhat uneducated. I know. (laughs) Um not knowing anything, but like, yeah, if you're in a shareholder meeting and you're going to tell them you're going to release five new movies this summer or what, you know, mm-hmm. two new movies this summer, do you want to tell them when you're already losing money that you're going to take a risk on maybe a couple rom-coms and a blockbuster that's completely new IP? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to be like, oh, yeah, we're redoing Indiana Jones and we know it's going to do they well because it's Indiana Jones. They want to hear that. But then when it doesn't, so now what you're seeing, which I think is really interesting, is like they're not doing well anymore. I think for a while they were riding on it, but now you're seeing fatigue. We're like even the Little Mermaid didn't do yeah. as well as they were no. expecting. We'll Indiana Jones did not do well. Um, a lot of these that they could usually like rest their laurels on aren't doing as aren't well. doing that well. So now what are you going to tell shareholders on top of a strike? And You're how does say that say we're cutting 7,000 jobs like Disney is saying because at one way or another we're, we're going to make this money these shareholders. Right. And if you're and if you are striking, you know, again, I am not 
I'm not sitting here with their books. But I don't know their numbers. What? But if you are striking, like, what is your leverage? What is your leverage? What is your le that that they're not gonna make any content? No, do people find care? A way. Well, and, and so also people don't care as much. They're gonna find a way. There's been so I have seen on like social media that there's like Instagram influencers who have been trying to get into traditional media that are kind of like, hey. Yeah, I can act. Re reality TV stars are not protected by the Screen Actors Guild. They can still work. Well, uh, and a lot of people are being like, if you if you basically cross the line, like you're going to have an issue. Do reality later. people really give a damn? That's like if I'm an if I'm an Instagram influencer, I don't know that I care. I don't think they do. I don't think they live by the same ethics. That's, yeah, and I'm not saying me. And I don't I'm think just it's saying wrong in that with world. it because they're making their money a different way, and they are not protected by the guild. Right. So you know, there's been no conversation about bringing them in. Right. So now you never wanted me to come in before. You know, the right. Screen Actors Guild. I feel like I feel like you know, real actors and actresses. Look down on reality stars to yeah. some degree. And mm -hmm. there's so I don't think there's been a lot of conversation about bringing in reality stars to the guild. Right. So now don't get mad if they take over, which I don't think they will. No, they won't. Yeah. But also like, yeah, I mean, I think I, I think it's all I think it's very easy to just be like, yeah, I support this side. I don't not support anyone. I support them. I, I, like I said, I support anyone trying to make money yeah. and to make sure that they're protected right. and they have their rights and stuff. Yeah. But also, like, you got to give us something to work with. I don't know what you're going to get out of this. Like, I don't know. I think the AI stuff is really the strongest arguments the strongest that they have. Argument. And I think that's really where, even as like someone who's not part of any of this, is can see like a layperson. I'm like, yeah, that's totally messed it up. It can get a little weird if we don't put some some parameters around this. I mean, that right. goes for every industry though. I mean, exactly. We're we all, all talking all about have it right to now. Grapple with how we're going to use AI to the degree that it's not going to get weird. Yeah, but then realistically, like you know, I mean, I don't. I do consume a lot of media. Mm hmm. But that also means I consume a lot of media. And you're not hurting for a blockbuster hit right now. I did not know it had been 100 days. Almost 100. Either way. I thought it happened like two weeks ago. Right. I had no clue. So I don't know. I mean, I feel good luck, guys. Like Definitely. Stay strong. Get what you need. But when you guys get back to work, I'm going to need something that's not Deadpool 3. I mean, what? That's I guess I, I guess say. they don't really have control over that, you know? They're the writers. Yeah, but what are you going to do? Not work? That's what they're doing right Go now. Think of some new <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's what they're doing. If it doesn't get greenlit, like they can't make True, it. True, I know. Like, I mean, it's a tough situation. But like, we're, I feel like the audience needs new. We need something new. Because if you're not going to do it, they're going to look elsewhere. Yeah. So. No, it's just a really, it's a really interesting time. I'm really interested to see how this goes. Me too. Because I just don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. I know for a fact that YouTube is probably on the uptick right now. Or maybe not yet, because people still have shows to consume. There's still, there's still like stuff Barbie, coming out. I think this weekend was yeah. the last weekend, right? There's, yeah, there's still shows coming out, like a little bit here and there on streaming that have already been done, and they've just been in the can. We still got, you know, people have shows they got to catch up on that have already been out. And that's the other thing, too. Like, 
you're saying you want something new. Mm-hmm. If you're a consumer, like there is something new There's you have new not stuff. seen yet. I just watched They Clone Tyrone this weekend. It was actually really good. I want, yeah, I started to watch. I had to do something and else. It was completely but... new. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, there was another that, like that's what I'm saying. Netflix is coming out with some. They did like a series with Kevin Hart that were low budget mm-hmm. comedy, like uh, buddy buddy comedy okay. movies. Really good. Okay. I mean, like when I say really good. Right. We're not talking. Like they're not winning Oscars Roger here. and Ebert or whatever. Right. But like they were, I laughed they at were some things. Entertaining. I, I appropriately zoned out at <laughs> some things. And then I actually laughed out loud and was like, that's really funny there at other go. things. So like, that's- so there's stuff. But if we go another like couple months, people may be like, hmm, there's nothing to watch. What are we going to do? They're going to head over to YouTube. It's it's a lot yeah, going on. Yeah, I don't think I, no one in no one in twenty twenty three is ever going to be like, there's nothing to watch. There's literally and when nothing. you say that, when you say there's nothing to watch, because I've I've been guilty of saying yeah. that. it's not that there's nothing to watch, it's that there's so much you can't decide. Yeah, that's the difference. I agree. So that's it. That's all. Well, it's very interesting. Yeah, let's see what happens. We'll I feel like happens, I came guys. out so- sounding really like <laughs> like a scab here, but like I just don't. I mean, I'm just. I'm just not impressed with media in general. Hey, you so I'm hard on both. You represent a whole generation of you and then under you who are very much the same. I think my generation may be the last of the Mohicans that likes to go sit in a movie theater and like watch the previews of all the big movies coming out. There's not a lot of that going on in the younger group. So, yeah, we'll see how it shapes up. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Well. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you learned a little bit and at least you realize why you're not wrong if you're a little worried about Hollywood. Um, If you like what you heard, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. If you go on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review, we will read it out loud right here on the podcast. Yes, we will. See ya. See ya.